It's time to change your mindset, time to make some income, ain't no need to second guess, learn about financial wealth, if you ready let's begin, welcome to the podcast, monetize everything, yeah yeah, take it to the next level, now it's time to get it hype, this could change your whole life, time to get your money right, with George Pitts, tune in quick fast, this is the monetize everything podcast, Woo! let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the fifth episode of season three of the Monetize Everything podcast. It's your host, George Pitts. And today we got a very great guest today, someone that I've been following on Instagram for a while. Uh, and I really, really respect this brother, really appreciate him and, and love what he's doing. We got my man, Mr. Shannon Dada, uh, the founder of Paychecks to Power. Um, if you guys have not been following him on Instagram, you have got to the education level on personal finance is through the roof. Um, he, him and his clients have collectively, uh, you know, paid off over a million dollars in debt, y'all. A million dollars. I mean, just think about that. A million dollars. This man has helped people pay off collectively. Uh, just imagine what the interest is on that. Just if you, if you add like 8% to that or something like that, just imagine what the interest is. Boy, ain't nobody mad but the collectors. So I'd like to welcome my brother to the podcast today. What's going on, my man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, my brother. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing good, man. Just trying to stay cool in this in this hot city, man. Just trying man, to stay what? cool. <laughs> when you figure out how, let me know, man. Man, <laughs> staying out the state. Staying in shaded areas and, and anywhere that's got an AC running, that's 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 about the best. Right. Right now, man. That's the truth, man. <laughs> it's too hot out here for this, man. Man, that's the truth. You know, it's actually so hot that my AC went out and I took it straight Ooh. to the shop. I, can, I canceled all appointments. I was like, we're going straight to the shop. I have no, I can't, I can't make it in Atlanta with no. Uh -uh. Ooh, hot Atlanta? No. Right. No, right. no, 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 no. Yeah, right. You got to do that. You got to do right. that for yourself. Absolutely. Black car, leather seats. Uh-uh. We go straight Ooh, to the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't going to do nothing for you, man, except to make you mad and you, you know, you ain't gonna be, you ain't gonna be able to do any any good things uh, having that hanging over your head. So that that right. was that was a smart. <laughs> <laughs> so man, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, I've been following you for a while, but why don't you let my uh, my guests and my listeners know, you know, a little bit about you and who you are, and what you do. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, I guess as, as people kind of heard a little bit, born and raised in Atlanta. Um, uh, grad so, so born and raised in Atlanta, grew up in the suburbs, but uh, Atlanta is home for me. Um, I live in Atlanta now, but um, just really went to college, was following the path of, uh, you know, just getting a degree, going to work, paying bills. While I was in college, actually, both of my parents, man, they, um, they actually filed bankruptcy. So like for me, I'm here, over here studying finance, getting a finance degree, double majoring in accounting. And here my parents are calling me one day. Like, you know, telling me that they were filing bankruptcy. Like, it was, I'll never forget it, man. And so, wow. What's, yeah. So it's just like, you know, you see your parents striving for this American dream, getting the cars, getting the houses, building the credit, doing all that stuff. And all of a sudden, like, one day the rug, rug gets pulled out from under them. They can't afford it anymore. Right. So it's just, uh, it was a wake up call for me. But even then, it still really didn't hit me until I graduated college myself. And um, I started paying bills and, by the time I graduated, I already had a car note because I had a, I was, I got a car, uh, a car note while I was in college. Um, I got, um, 
had some personal loans. I took out a loan to take the CPA exam. You know, that's crazy, right? But um, all kinds of debt that I personally had. And so once I started working, it was just like, man, like I'm working, I'm going to pay bills. And I'm, and once I pay my bills, I got to go back to work so I can pay more bills. Like it was just a really uh, ridiculous cycle. So that's when I kind of like really decided. And I guess with the help of two coworkers who were kind of like, um, you know, you're fresh out of college, you're a young man, and you can really set the tone for the rest of your life if you get your finances in order. And at first I wasn't really trying to hear them. And I was like, you know what, I'm a, I'm a young bachelor. Let me live my best life. You guys are just <laughs> married trying to hate on me. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but after literally, I promise you, like after about six months of going to work, paying bills, and not having any money left at the end of the month, I was like, man, this cannot be life. So I um, started talking to them a little bit, taking their advice, and uh, the book that they mentioned to me at the time was Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover, and I was like, let me see what this book's about. So I read it, and um, I really, I did the math I, when I was, I started doing the math to calculate how much money I was shelling out just in like car payments, student loans, all these, all the debt I had. And I was like, man, if I literally paid off this debt, I could, I could have money to do what I want to do, like save, invest, like even afford my own place. I don't have to have a roommate anymore. And so it just really changed the game for me. So I started, I started, I put in the, I put in the effort, man, started paying off my, getting on a budget, paying off my debts. And then, um, what's crazy is that once I started taking action, God just kind of like swooped in and helped me out. Cause like, uh, I was working for the government at the time, but another department within the same government office was like, we need help um, with some with some real estate transactions. So they needed, it was unlimited overtime. So all of a sudden, like my income doubled, right? Because I was working all this overtime now. So I literally, it would have taken me two to three years to pay off about $26,000, $27,000 with the debt. I ended up paying it off in 11 months. And that that's where the shackles broke, the, the power came financially and the rest is history, man. I got a five-star rated book. I've helped people pay off um, about one point, almost $1.8 million. And that's being conservative. That's what people have told me. That's not what I, the people who still haven't told me what they paid off. Right. So like, um, it probably well over $2 million with the debt paid off. Um, you know, and just like really, you know, empowering people. I got a book that's five-star ran on Amazon. It's crazy, man. I almost fell to a great English, but I found something that I'm passionate about and all my, all my talents and abilities came out. Wow, man, what a story. Like, what a story, man. Like, I, I'm like literally was just drawn in. I'm like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> wow, man, that was, wow. That was incredible, man. So, like, going through this and going through that journey that you did, you know, would you say that, you know, hearing about what your parents had to go through for filing bankruptcy was the spark? Or was it actually just hearing what someone actually told you in addition to what your parents was going through that sparked you to do that? I, th I think, you know, I think my, my parents going through it definitely played a role. Cause I mean, I was studying finance at the time. So like, I'm, they're teaching me like how to leverage debt and all this other things. And at the same time while I'm in school and like running banks and all this other stuff. But like when your parents kind of go through, you're like, man, like I seen them working hard to build this life and almost have it all taken from under them. Right. Look, luckily, fortunately a house can't be like, you know, taken in bankruptcy, but like, it was just like, man, like, if that was the case, they could have lost the house too, if it was allowed. Right. So it was just a wake up call for me there, but it was, it wasn't really until like, I, I felt what it felt like to live paycheck to paycheck. And I knew that if I didn't change, I would be on the same path with my parents. I mean, I just graduated from college, you know, I'm taking out debt to take a CPA, to take the CPA exam and, 
you know, I financed the TV at Best Buy because I deserved it because it was a Super Bowl. Like, I'm just like, man, like I was going down the same path, even though like I had seen my parents already make mistakes. So it was just um, until I started living check to check, um, that's when it really like all the previous lessons and experience all hit me at one time. Man. Wow, man. Well, I mean, your story sounds, you know, similar to to a lot of people when when you think about the things that you were doing up until the point that you changed as far as, you know, you had a roommate, so you're able, that's extra cash that you get to keep. Uh, you know, you can finance that Best Buy TV, even though you can save up for it and buy it. But hey, if I can finance it, I can do it. So we all have made those mistakes, you know, out there for that. For the people that are listening, that are that, that are starting to kind of catch on to what we've been teaching, what would you say them? What would you say to them to get them to finally jump off that fence and go to that other side? Even where the you know some people say that when it comes to starting off paying your debt, you know sometimes the grass don't look that green because you're just paying it towards something that you're not basically getting back except for the freedom from it. What would you right. say for people that are holding on to that fence thinking, well, the grass is nice and green over here. The water is getting watered and everything is good. It don't look so good over here. What would you say to get them to jump over here to really see what it looks like down the road? Um, you know, honestly, that's a really good question, man. And I think, you know, people have to ask themselves, like, how, how I guess, living the life that they've been living, how, has it, how far has it got them and what has it got them, right? Because, I mean... You're like, okay, I got the car, but you're stressed out at work. Or you got the house, but you hate your job, you know, or you you hate your commute every day, but you got the house, right? So you got to like look, like really evaluate, like, are you happy? Like, is this what you want? Like, are you producing the, when you envisioned your life, was this what you envisioned, right? And it's real, like in terms of asking yourself that, but then there's also the other point that people don't change until they get like sick and tired and are ready to change. Like you got to hate, like I, I literally got to a point where I hated making payments and hated being in debt. And it was like, I don't want this for my life anymore. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to break free. Right. It's the same kind of transformation that happens mentally for people when they go from like, you know, gaining weight and being overweight and hating themselves. And then one day they're like, you know what, this is it. And they snap and they step into the gym, they hire a trainer. And then a year later, you're like, man, that person dropped 150 pounds. It's the same concept that happens like with financial health and financial betterment. Like you're just kind of like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of work, going to work, dealing with Susie. Susie's giving me a hard time, but I'm stressed out trying to pay these bills, but I need the job to keep my life going. Like you don't want to, I, I just got tired of being in that position. And um, so it really like inspired me and motivated me to go. And so I think people really need to kind of think about the, what, what results has that provided for them. And then even though it might look like hard work on the other side, it's one of those things where we can look at it. And this is a great example because of fitness and finance go hand in hand. But like, you know, someone is like, all right, well, I'm trying to, you know, they want to get in shape because they want to have the beat the summertime fine look. Right. So it's just like, they got to put that carrot out there for themselves. Like, that's what I want. That's what I want to look like. And once they kind of get started, man, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to give up because you, you start the process and like, I keep on going, keep on chucking. I paid all the small debt and I'm moving to the next one and it just kind of keeps you motivated and you keep on rocking it out. Man, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. With, with all that being said, let me ask you a question, man. It's really a hot topic right now. What is your take on the student loan crisis right now? Oh man, I, this is a loaded question, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, man, um, in my honest opinion, I feel like the whole student loan situation 
it is literally um, predatory lending. Um, I feel like we, it was an opportunity for, it was, I felt like it was an opportunity to get people educated, right? But our nation failed us, our senators and government, the Congress and people failed us in creating a way that would actually make it a benefit to people. Yeah, we got the degrees, but the looming debt and the, the stress that comes with it actually hinders people's performance and ability to provide more for this nation than um, when you then then when if they were free and had the ability to really like all right we we pay we got these loans we got this day even if it was like interest free loans like they just gave the loans and made them interest free somehow some way where they the education was funded in a way where it didn't like cripple people I mean you got people right now who they it took them 22 years to pay off their student loans and like they started out with 14 grand 15 grand like why did it take 22 years it's crazy. you know. Yeah, you know, like it's crazy. Like I could pay off a car and that's fifteen grand in five months. I mean, not five years minimum, right? Like, or even I mean, way five years maximum, I I would say. But like, yeah, you know, it's just very, very, very predatory. Um, the interest is racks upon racks. Like people are paying payments, and the only thing that's going up is the interest. Like principals aren't going down. It's literally like a mortgage, but for your degree, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw a tweet the other day or somebody tweeted saying that they had um, fourteen thousand dollars in student loans. They had paid off o- over nine thousand dollars towards their student loans and their balance was like thirty thousand. That, that, that I mean, my mind was just blown. Yeah, yeah. I had, to, I had to write it down. Like, wait a minute, that don't even sound what you know? Right, right, right. So then you're like, dang, like what happened? So you know the interest rate is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But then also, too, in there, you know, they had, you know, I mean, when we all graduate, most of us, I was fortunate enough, I didn't have this situation, but most of us, you got periods where your loans are in deferment or forbearance because you can't afford it right now. You're trying to get your life together. So you do that for five, for maybe two, three, four, five years. Now, all of a sudden, it's been racking up interest the whole time. And so now when you start paying, the payments ain't going nowhere, toward, but except towards the interest. Man, it's, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. What would you give, you know, for the listeners out there that are wanting to pay off debt, wanting to, to, to become debt free and get control of their finances, but have like a lower income, what would you recommend to them or what tips would you give them to overcome that? Uh, so you're saying someone who has, who wants to pay off debt, but they've got on the lower income side. Yeah. Um, I would say um, really so whenever, even when I'm like working with my coaching clients, like when I'm working with people one-on-one with their finances, there's always two sides to the formula, right? There's either the income side or the expenses side. So at some point, the income side might be too low to where we can't even cut expenses, right? Like we need you to have a place to stay. We need you to have food, you know, lights, you know, clothing, like you, you're cutting. There's some people they've cut everything to the bare minimum and their problem is not the expenses, it's the income. So if the income is low, then it's like, all right, what are we going to do to generate extra income? You know, outside of your job, are you going to Uber? Are you going to, um, you know, Airbnb a bedroom in the house? Are you going to, um, some people, I had a, a couple that I worked with, they would walk dogs, you know, on the weekends, the husband would like go and, you know, people would drop off their dogs and they would got dog sit, you know, stuff like that. So just finding different ways to generate revenue. I mean, especially this in this era, and this is something that you talk about, but we're in social media era. I mean, you can literally, you know, put products up and, you know, people start, you know, testing them out. You get a couple of testimonials. All of a sudden you get start getting more sales. So um, there's so many ways, but I definitely would say if their income is to the point where it's like, they feel like they, they want to pay off debt, but they don't have the income. 
side hustle. You need something to kind of get you going and you don't need to do it. It doesn't have to be a side hustle for 10, like five years. It could be maybe six months, a year, two years, just enough to kind of create some breathing room financially so you can really make some progress. I mean, same thing I would say, same thing I would say. I mean, that the, the side hustle, I was reading an article the other day and they say the average person that, that does a side hustle in the United States averages $600 a month. Nice. Now, some people might hear that and be like, well, it's only $600 a month. But just think about what that $600 can do. And the more that you perfect how you make that $600, the more you can make it more efficiently. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because over a 12-month period, that's $7,200. You know, you do right. that over five years, that's $36,000 you can pay off on some debt. Like what we talked about, uh, you know, $15,000 on a student loan, it's taking somebody 22 years to do, where you can pay off a $15,000 car in five. Well, it's the same right. thing with this, with a side hustle. Even if you didn't make more than what the average was over the next five years, that's $36,000 in debt you could potentially eliminate, not to mention once you do it better and become better at it, you could teach other people, which could create another stream of income outside of that $600 that now you could eventually double what you make. So there's right. a lot of different things that you can do. It's just that you have got to get in that mindset, like what you said earlier, that you just get to where you just like, I hate that. I hate paying these bills. I hate paying on stuff that, I, that, that can come to an end and I need to do something about it. You know, right. that's what you got to get to because too many of us, are making student loans and mortgage and uh, credit cards like utility bills. As long as there's just a minimum payment, that's the payment we're going to make. And, you know, it's just become too comfortable for people when really you could eliminate a lot of that and save hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars a month if you just get to a point where you just turn that mindset to where I'm tired of it and you just go, you just go at it. Absolutely, man. You know, and that's the truth. And you actually, when you were talking, you just had me think like there, this is the reason why, like, this is the reason why I'm able to, uh, I was able to even leave corporate America to start my business. Right. Like, and, and, and like literally my sole purpose in business is educating people on their finances and helping people get out of debt, helping people like budget, working with them one-on-one. I do speaking engagements now, right. I got my book and I do courses and stuff. Right. So it's just, it's just like, I was able to walk away from a, let's say at the time, uh, a $60,000 a year career, right? I walked away from that back down to zero, but I had enough savings to last me two years and take the time to really develop the business and really like build and work on my craft, right? So I would have never been able to go after my dreams. It had, I had the car note, the student loans, the credit cards, all these additional payments because I couldn't quit the job to try it out because I would need the job to pay for those bills. And that's right. where I feel like a lot of people are stuck because they got ambitions, they got passions, they got the better life they want to live, but they won't even give themselves a chance because they got all these bills. Wow, man. That, I mean, you just said a mouthful right there. And, and, and that's what you got to do. I mean, you just, you what people have to understand is that the American dream is still alive and well. It's just that you have to go to it through a different method. Mm-hmm. You can't go to it through the method that was introduced by what they like to call our founding fathers. Like, hey, you know, go to school, get an education, get a loan for it, you know, get a house with a white picket fence and a dog and, you know, live life until you can't until you can retire and get Social Security. You know, you now with the with the invention of the Internet and social media, like literally you can magnify how quickly you can achieve the American dream way before retirement. 
you know, when I see people out here that are not enjoying their lives until they're retired in their 60s, it just it, it's just like, man, you know, think of all the things you could have done like 20 years ago if you would have started, you know, right. um, because there's nothing wrong with retiring in, the, in your 60s and enjoying life in your 60s. But, you know, just think of what the things that you might have been able to go and do and achieve if you got to retire, like in your mid 40s or something. Or, or, or even like you said, just like stop what you're doing and actually pursue your passions. Because there's a lot of people that retire in their late 60s and go on to, you know, the next phase of their life, but they never got to do anything they were passionate about. Right. Absolutely. That's you so know? true. Yeah. So, so these are the kind of things that you got to start thinking about. Um, tell us a little bit about the book, man. I got the book pulled up on Amazon five-star reviews. Um, people are loving the book. Can you tell us a little bit about it and maybe give us a, you know, a synopsis of who this book is talking specifically to? Oh man, absolutely. Um, and you know, every, <laughs> it's crazy. Like I'm still like every, every now and then, and I probably, I would say even on a weekly basis, I still have a moment where I'm just kind of, I look back and I'm like, wow, like I really produced a book that's five-star rated to, and that's really helping people. Cause that, I mean, at the end of the day, what caused the whole it's crazy how this came about like i was teaching seminars here in atlanta and i think i did maybe like five six seven ten seminars and my best friend was like listen man because he was doing a video he was recording them you know getting me kind of getting some content or whatever and he was like man you need to write a book man and i was like me write a book like you forget, bro. I almost fell to a great English. I'm not writing any kind of books out here. I'm a numbers guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> like math was my subject. <laughs> so it was just kind of like, um, but after I did so many seminars, the seminars were outlined. And, you know, like I was, I was like, man, like I could really like flush this thing out. So I had the seminar, flushed the, took the outline, flushed it out, filled it in with like, you know, personal stories and ways that people could you know, conquer their, their, their things that were holding them back, like get, get confident about their relationship to money. Um, you know, really understand the credit score and what it's all about, like really, you know, changing their mindset on like how to go from like a consumer mindset to a wealth building mindset. Like all that stuff was happening uh, just from within the book. And that's what I was doing in the seminar. So eventually showed people how to budget the most effective way, how to pay off debt, like save and talk about investing like home buying so all that stuff's in there but the beautiful thing about it like the book it's like a um it's like a road map so wherever you jump in onto the map whether if you're 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 a power move number one or power move number two then like some power move number one is like you're just not learning how to budget so I'm, i'll show you how to do that then we move to the next one which is like all right you learn how to budget let's make sure you at least got you know a nice little decent small emergency fund um, and then we'll go on to start paying off some debt, right? So like I lay out a roadmap to where people can follow it and it's easy to follow. And even if you want to, I guess, quote unquote, take like a detour in the map, like on the roadmap, like you still have a plan to kind of be like, all right, I got off track a little bit. Let me get right back on. Right. It's not like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a plan that you can follow for the rest of your life and get to wealth. Right. But it's one of those things where, it's easy. And I speak to people. Yeah, I'm a CPA. Yeah, I got a finance degree. Yeah, I have an accounting degree. But like I speak to people in like, you know, layman's terms. So like everybody like really can grasp the concepts of money, their understanding and be better from it instead of speaking all this high financial jargon that confuses that the typical person. Wow, man, that sounds like a book that if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're just nodding your head like, yeah, 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 everything, you need to go get that book. You need to stop playing. I have it in my shopping cart 
right now. Like I literally, I'm not playing, no, <laughs> not playing no games because you, what, what people have to understand is that even with me being someone that <clears throat> is big in personal finance and, and investing and all those different things, I still have to remain teachable. I still have to remain in a place to where I'm ready to receive information because if not, you're not going to grow because information changes over time. Just think Absolutely. of what if you know, someone told you how to build wealth or how to pay off debt. 30 years ago versus now it's different. So if someone didn't educate themselves back then to continue to go through the progressives that everything has gone through that way of the way that you approach debt and the way that you approach, you know, well, 30 years ago may not work right now. Right. Um, you know, so don't think that you are too, you know, knowledgeable if that's such a thing to continue to still learn. So I'm going to do is call from paychecks to power, seven power moves to unlock wealth building. All right. It's uh, it's on Amazon right now. Go and get the book. I'm telling you, five star reviews, um, you know, on this book. And this ain't just one review. I mean, he's got a lot of reviews on this book. So, you know, don't 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 try to play yourself. Go and get this book. Go and get it because I'm getting mine and I'm going to put it on Instagram soon as I get it. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate I'm, that. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. So tell us, I know I know you do coaching, man. So real quick. Can you tell the the uh, the listeners what they can expect from working with you on a one on one basis? Um, so what people can expect is basically having a uh, a person, an accountability partner, right? So it's like you literally, when people come to me, they're coming to me because they can't do it on their own. They've been what they were doing hasn't been working, and so they need someone to be accountable. Some people they can buy the book, read it and they start executing. Other people they're like, "Listen, I got the book, but I still need like somebody to hold me accountable." So I'm kind of like a personal trainer for people's money. Like I help them, you know, we'll sit we'll sit down, we'll create a budget, a plan, a strategy for the month and then like on a weekly basis they're they're updating me on what's going on and then in the middle of the month we're checking to see, "All right, do we need to review what's going on? Do we need to make adjustments so we can finish the month strong?" And then at the end of the month, we're like, we, we get together and we review how they did, but then also prepare for the next month. Like we're continuously working. So when people do this, they typically see tremendous results. I think I had a client, um, I started working with her in January, just within like uh, three or four months of working with them. She had like cleared about $8,000 worth of debt and she was, you know, crushing it with two, a, a job and a side hustle. You know, she was, she was feeling it. Right. And it's just, it just, it just, there's motivation and accountability that happens when you hire somebody to help you. You're like, okay, I paid for this person. Let me get serious about this and see what I can really do. Man, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. How can they schedule a session with you and even learn more about some of your products and services? Oh, absolutely. Um, the best bet is probably to go to our, my website from paychecks to power.com from paychecks to T O power.com. And uh, you can also, you know, reach out on Instagram. The, pay, uh, the handle is paychecks, the number two power. Um, so just remember that. But yeah, definitely reach out. We're still taking clients, still helping people, fighting the good fight and helping people become free from the oppression of financial slavery that's happening out here. And it's happening on both sides. And I'm going to tell you all something, what he just said. There is nothing, this, this, this debt and this financial oppression is not seeing color in this situation. It's getting everybody. 
Man, what, bro? There is no racial barrier, no religious, no polit, no political demographics. I don't care if you're uh-uh. Democrat, Republican. Everybody's getting assaulted right now. Everybody is. Everybody is. So, uh, this is one thing that no one is exempt from. That literally, nobody is exempt from. Um, so you got to go and get this, guys, because I'm gonna tell y'all something. Stress can cause so much health health issues with yourself. And one of the number one things that stresses people out is finances and that's the biggest that's the biggest uh you know stressor on relationships it's the biggest stressors on people's performances at their job and it's just the it's the biggest thing for even single people it it, it literally guys stress can kill you and it can come from your finances while you've got time get control of it connect with people that have you know the knowledge and the and the know-how and the experience to help you to help you get through that because there's one thing to get this information from someone that went to a class about it, but it's a whole nother thing to get it from someone that actually went through it um, because they can understand what you're going through, where your mindset is at, you know, versus some other things. And I'm going to tell you guys some other things you might look at. Look at some of these power bundles as well. I'm looking on your site and I'm like, man, Dave Ramsey, who like you got the power <laughs> bundles right here. I mean, like, Seriously, there's no excuse. Y'all need to go from paychecks2power.com. If you're listening to this podcast right now, make sure you connect with him uh, at the handle on Instagram at paychecks number two power. Uh, he's always giving out some solid information. That's how I found him. Uh, and I was just like, man, I, I just happened to see somebody share. And I was like, you know, I got to go find, I don't follow a lot of people. Y'all can look, I don't follow a lot of people. Uh, so if I'm, if, you, if, if I'm following them, there's a reason. So uh, <laughs> make sure y'all go and check my brother out and, uh, and, and, and make sure y'all give him a follow and get that book. And if you, and if you feel you don't need it, get it for somebody else, get it for your coworker, get it for your, your wife, get it for your husband, get it for your neighbor, you know, um, stop, stop being stingy, share the information with somebody else. If you feel that you, that, that you don't need it, somebody else does. So, um, you know, make sure that you're spreading the love and, and, and educating the people. Uh, and you know, you made a good point about like the gifts and spreading the love, man. Um, I'll never forget. I had a a reader read the book. And so for Christmas, she brought everyone in her family a copy of the book and put it in there as stocking stuffers. I was like, wow. that's some, I was like, that's somebody who's trying to change the family tree. Right. Cause they want everyone to be really empowered financially and, 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 and stop coming to them for looking for a hand up or a handout with money. Wow. Wow. Now that that's what I'm talking about. That's what you call next level gift, you know, gift stopping, you know, uh, what do they call <laughs> stocking stuffers? Right. <laughs> y'all, be, man, we putting junk in there. We putting peppermints and, and gift cards and, you know, all this stuff, man, just for people to go and, and, and totally ignore it. Give them something that is a gift that keeps on giving. I tell you what, man, books, and courses are the gifts to keep on giving because I, you know, one of the, one of the methods that I tell people that I'm working with, or even just my audience is that when you are looking to make a purchase on something, ask yourself, what will be the return from this purchase one year from now? So if you're going to buy a pair of Jordans versus you got the option to go in and enroll in a course, what is those Jordans going to give you a year from now? And what is that course going to give you? You know, if you're doing a course on building websites in a year, are those Jordans going to give you any kind of return or is the websites a year from now going to, you're still going to be able to build websites and make money from it. You know, think about what the return is going to be in a year. And that's a great way to determine on what things that you could go without 
versus things that you feel that you just have to have. Man, that's so that's so true. Because I'm thinking about like the courses and the the trainings that I've attended. Like even like let's say I I attended a public speaking uh, workshop. Man, it was like 2014, man. But that workshop really prepared me to step out and really start doing a lot of public speaking. I've I've made well over 10 to 20 times what I paid for that workshop. So, I mean, you you got you got to look at it at an investment standpoint. Like, all right, how is this going to help me generate more rent revenue or even help me perfect my craft or what I'm trying to get into? That's it. That's it because you know, if you're not leveling up, somebody else is and that somebody else is going to be somebody that you're either going to start despising, being jealous of or or just all around hating because they're doing something that you had the idea to do or even the the skills or mindset to do, but you just didn't put that extra effort forward to get yourself in that place that they're already standing in. Um, so make sure that you guys are not one of those people, because I'll tell you guys, there is nothing like having an idea and seeing, you know, and, and just having an idea and keeping it at that and seeing somebody else play it out down the road and get success from it. Um, there's nothing like it. Uh, it's very, very discouraging. But, you know, it's time for you guys to start stepping up and leveling up. All right. So, my brother, man, is there anything else you would like to share with the people before we get out of here today? Oh, man, I think we are, we're uh, I think we're good. But all I can say is, listen, ladies and gentlemen, like you are hearing this podcast today for a reason. You've been looking for a reason to get your money right. You've been looking for the opportunity to take advantage of prospering instead of living the life of the rat and the wheel. This is your opportunity. Seek the knowledge. Check out the book. My man, you know, Mr. Pitts has great information for you. I also do a lot of things. So really take the time to invest in yourself because that is the best investment you can make. I mean, you can determine, you set the cap on how much money you're going to make on your lifetime and how much you invest in yourself really shows. So at the end of the day, do what you got to do. Get your money right. Don't make excuses. And let's go out here and build some wealth. Change your family tree forever. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, man, thank you so much for joining us today. I know we've been trying to connect and do this for a while. So I know this is going to be a blessing to a lot of people that, that hear this today, man. I appreciate you for coming on. I most of all appreciate you for what you're doing and helping out you know, our, our generation and, and many generations before us. And even it's going to be here after us, man, because these things right here are going to change people's family trees and it's going to help generations well, well, well after we're here. So, man, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing, man. And and if I can give you one piece of advice, don't stop doing what you're doing. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, man. My pleasure, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. It's a definitely opportunity and a blessing. Absolutely, man. So listeners, we're signing out today. And remember, as I always say, if you're committed to taking care of your money, your money will be committed to taking care of you. Until next time, everybody, y'all make sure you go out and monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.